Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into a brand new episode of the Face Turn Podcast right here on the Sports Insanity Network. I'm Noah Trombley, joined as always by Lawrence Patchman Lang and Mike the Pun Master Rifkin. Gentlemen, uh, we just witnessed, I think, one of the craziest weekends in all of professional wrestling. How are you gentlemen doing? You know, it's 11.52 on a Monday <laughs> at night here in New York, where me and Rifkin are. You know, you're going to be in the great state of Texas where it, it's only 10.51 because you, had, <laughs> because you had to move to a different time zone because you wanted to go predict the weather for people in Texas, even though weather 50% of the time is hot. Other half of the time, it's tornado watch. Okay, so, what did what did this turn into a rant on me? <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just sounded good. It's a shoot. Oh my! <laughs> it's a he shoot, just brother. All, he just went all CM Punk. Up. I just went all CM Punk. At you, we're not even talking CM Punk. We're only talking Clash at the Castle tonight because there's so much that happened in 72 hours in pro wrestling that you know yeah. we we're like you know what we're going like three parter on this bitch. You know we'll make it into two. Yeah, I mean two-parter here. Yeah, Mike, how you doing, sir? I- I'm good. I'm happy I wasn't a part of the shoot, though. <laughs> yeah, he he avoided the shoot here, but yeah, I mean, like Lauren said, I mean, so much stuff has happened uh, as far as this past weekend and tonight being Monday Night Raw. In terms of wrestling, we're recording this on Monday, the fifth uh, of September, this Labor Day weekend. I mean, not just. You, t- you could take all the wrestling, you could take all the wrestling aside and we could just do a whole episode on just all of the backstage drama and backstage politicking that's going on in both WWE and AEW right now, AEW especially. But like Lauren That'll said- That'll be gonna, another podcast. Yeah, that could be a whole, that's gonna be a whole other podcast recapping all that stuff. So- Tonight, we're just going to talk about Clash at the Castle. This took place a couple days ago, Saturday, the 3rd of September. Well, we start off the night with the pre-show with Mad Cat Moss and the Street Profits defeating Austin Theory and Alpha Academy in a six-man tag match. Lawrence, what'd you think of it? Patchman, what'd you think of it? You know what? You know what? I missed that match because I, I, I think I was getting my snacks ready or I was editing something for the network. But, you know, it's one of those, like, you know, warm-up matches we'll go with. So, in, in that case, that warm-up match for me gets two and a half stars. Yeah. Mike? Listen, you get the profits going. That's to rile up the crowd. Um, I, I, I'm interested to see where they go with Mad Cat Moss. Because he had the feud with Corbin, and then it kind of, we don't know where he's gone since. He's done some things with theory, or let me phrase it, Austin theory, because to quote the legend that is Kevin Owens, you finally got your name back. His first name, yeah, that's been a trend recently. Guys, we're getting their names back. Austin theory is now Austin theory again. Riddle is now Matt Riddle again. Champa got Tommaso back tonight. Yep, Champa got Tommaso back. So So, Riddle is Matt Riddle. Yep, guys getting their names back, which is good. Um, So, as far as Madcap goes, I wouldn't mind him going after the Intercontinental title, honestly. Him versus... I have no problems with that, you know. You need to build it back up anyway, the depth of the rosters to see who 
Roman hasn't killed yet. I know Roman's not the IC champion, but just to build the depth from the IC title. And we'll get to Roman here in a little bit because oh, I had some problems with this, but let's get through the rest of the show. We started off the show proper with a six-woman tag match as Damage Control, that being Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky, defeated the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka. Really fun match to start off the show. You've got six incredibly talented women. Really a good showing, I think, for both Io and Dakota. I think Bailey. Bailey's the main name of the group. She doesn't need to prove anything. She, we know what she can do in the ring. So I think this is a good. This was a really good showcase of Dakota and Io for the um, main crowd who might not know who they are. Bianca looked good. Bliss looked good. Asa looked good as usual. And Bailey did her thing. You know, that she's kind of, you know, again, she's the maid name. I give this match three and a half out of five stars. It wasn't anything spectacular, but it's just a very good wrestling. Mike? I'll agree with you three and a half. I kind of like the instant chemistry that that bliss had with both Kai and Eo because that seemed like that that flowed really well, um, and I love the storytelling having Bailey get the pin on Bianca for foreshadowing who who's kind of next in line for a Raw Women's Title shot. Patchy, yeah, I know I very well enjoyed this match. It was a great <laughs> kickoff to the main card, you know. UK fans being UK fans doing the Hey Bailey chant from NXT days was, uh, ah, and you know, her later tweeting about saying it's, it's, this is not 2015 anymore. Get over yourselves. I don't like this anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I just love her. She's so good as a heel. I never thought she would be, but she's so good. We were having, Patchy and I were having that conversation before we clicked record, but yeah. I agree. I know. I thought, as soon as she was turned heel, I'm like, she's going to be instantly good at being a heel because no one ever expected Bailey to be a heel. Like I said, match was great for me. I give it three stars. Great and solid match to kick off. And, you know, deep down somewhere in Bailey's cold black heart, she enjoyed that Bailey chant just a little bit. Oh, for sure. She absolutely Deep down did. in her heart. It made her smile. All right. Up next. We had the WWE Intercontinental Championship match as Gunther defeated Sheamus in a hellacious match. Patchy, you and I were talking about this match. We knew it was going to be great. Five, five stars. This match was amazing. Gunther is amazing. Sheamus is so underrated, I think, in so many fans' eyes. No, he doesn't get the credit that I think he truly deserves. But this guy, when you put him with a Similar opponent and similar style. This dude can go with the best of them. I give this five out of five stars. It's already in contention for my match of the year. Patchy, what do you think of it? Same thing, you know. They're also back in Perium with, you know, Gunther, Ludag Kaiser, and Giovanna, Giovanni Vinci. You know, they finally, I'm like, what a way to bring back Imperium because you just, Giovanni gets introduced and you just hear Cole Cole just go Imperium. And it's like Imperium is back, you know, we're minus one without Alexander Wolf, but you know what? We'll take the OG three in this group. And we only need one thing. We we need, I think it's like sympathy number nine or something like that. 
for their old theme. Bring that back. Give them that back. They deserve it because they should. If they were reuniting Imperium, you bring them out to that because that would have sent the crowd into a frenzy. But we're here to talk the match, not about my tangents about a theme song. We can get to that later. Great match. I'm agreeing with you. Five out of five. That that that's an old fashioned wrestling match that's just the beat the holy tar out of each other even dave Meltzer liked it which mm. means we we might see another five star from mr Meltzer. if we get two dave's dave Meltzer five star rating matches the world might actually just um implode from wwe nonetheless for wwe nonetheless two five star matches i think he's never given out two five star matches in the same year we might have to go way back in the archives to look that up probably but, when omega and, and uh okada were doing their thing I, I I mean, just in WWE alone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in that, WWE that was... alone. I mean, I'm sure he's given out countless five star matches. But, but yeah, no, know, just, just in, in WWE. In, that's... WWE in alone in the same year. I'm talking. He could get yeah, five stars insane. to another match. And you know what? I thought it was over once Sheamus hit the Celtic Cross because we haven't seen him use the Celtic Cross in forever. Now, like, if he wins that way, I'm happy. But you know, Gunther challenging his inner JBL hitting that clothesline from Hell Lariat. Oh, and then Seamus gets the standing O at the end. It was a fitting. I was satisfied, for lack of a better term. I was happy whoever won, but five stars definitely. Mike, five, five stars. Phys- physical. It was beautiful to watch. It really was. The chops, uh, Seamus with the ten beat. Both of their chests were beat red. Oh. oh. It was awesome to watch. And to your point, I, I no, I do think Sheamus is a little underrated. I think it kind of goes with the era he got to got mm. to wrestle in. Yeah. And that plays a part of it. But if you're doing it like a top 10, not even top 10, top five list of guys in the late 2000s to the 2010s till now, you're going to see countless Sheamus matches because he was so good. Yeah, and I, I he was so undervalued for his time. And, and I remember, you know, obviously there were bad times, but there are always bad times for a certain wrestler. But I remember that match with Drew McIntyre that he had at Fastlane a couple of years ago, right when the pandemic was in, just started. And him and Drew McIntyre had a match at Fastlane. And they... It was just like this. They beat the holy hell out of each other. And I remember watching that match going, has Sheamus been great this great this entire time? I just never noticed it. And it truly has been. He's been on the run of his career the last two years. I mean, his stuff with the bar was kind of eye-opening, but this was really like, wow, he can really go as a single star too. And I remember thinking two years ago that thinking about another Sheamus world title run was like completely stupid. Like, how could you even think that? I'm not going to lie. If they wanted to give Sheamus another, maybe a little two, three month reign with the world title here, I would not be against it. I really would not be against it because I think he's a legit world champion. I think he can get another run with it. But yeah, absolutely incredible match. This is going to be in contention for my match of the year. It's close. It's it's there are a couple other matches I think of and I'm like, oh, this is but this is my type of match. Two big boys just killing each other it it was amazing all right up next we had the smackdown women's championship match as Liv morgan pulled out a gutsy win and defeated Shayna baszler by pinfall 
Mike, Liv Morgan retains the title. What did you think? Underwhelming. And I kind of think that's the story of Liv Morgan's title reign. And, and it's not, I don't think it's to discredit her. I think it's the way they make her look in these matches at times, and then she's able to eke out a win. But Baszler looked like a freaking monster. Again, and this is the Shayna Baszler we want. This is the Shayna Baszler we've been wanting back since she got called up from NXT. I'll give Morgan credit. That sunset flip powerbomb she nailed. Mm. Oh, man. That, that was that snug. Was sweet. But it, it was a solid match. My only qual problem is the result and i don't really have an issue with that it's just weird to see where they're going to go with live from here so what are you giving it three patchy yeah it's a three for me you know i predicted basler to win but you know it's a good way to elevate live morning to show that she can win clean and you know she can beat an opponent that is better than her and yes, we can go on a tangent about how Baszler deserves the title after the way she's been booked over the years on the main roster, but we need to give credit where credit's due. Liv Morgan pulled off the upset, beat a submission specialist in the ring, someone that could have probably easily just put her in an arm bar, break her arm, and the match would have been over. But you know, that's we can't we we can't think realistic here. We can't think MMA fighting here. Mm-hmm. We gotta think. We gotta think pro wrestling, sports entertainment way. I enjoyed the match. You know, it's like I said, three stars for me. I wanted Baszler to win, but I can accept Liv Morgan winning this situation. And hopefully, this leads to Liv Morgan being elevated, and maybe once she beats someone else, maybe we can see a bit of a heel turn from her and her become a heel champion. Mm-hmm. But what for now, you- we we gotta set the fact she beat Baszler. You know, we we can be upset about it, but you know flip side it elevates live a little bit and a payoff can come from from baszler down the road maybe she can be a front runner to win the rumble yeah um i don't i actually don't honestly don't have a problem with the outcome here i think it's a great win for live i enjoyed the match i give it three and a half actually i i really liked what they did and they really took the opportunity to give Liv some credibility. You know, they showed the videos online of her training with Matt Riddle because she's like, I know what Shannon Baszler is. She's a very grounded, she's a UFC South fight. So I'm going to, con- I, I want to go to Matt Riddle who has experience in that type of fighting style and learn how to, you know, pull off these counters and, you know, oh, if shana has got me in the Karafuda clutch, how do I break out of it? And it showed in the match. She was able to take the arm, you know, pull it down and, because she targeted the arm early on in the match. She hit her with a nice like arm drag, and that got Shayna's arm a little banged up. So she was able to exploit that and you know roll out of it, hit her um, oblivion. I think it was a very good back-and-forth match. I don't think Baszler's really hurt by this. I think she looked like the killer. Liv just looks like the fighting champion. I think it elevated both women in this. It was a really fun match. It was a really technical match. Liv kind of... Baszler was the commander, but Liv showing that she wasn't a dog out of the fight. She was. She had. She knew what she was doing. Um, I think what we're going with Baszler here is, I think, excuse me, I think we're going with a Ronda thing here. I think we're going to use Ronda to elevate Baszler at Mania. I think that's where we're going with this. Oh. 
you, UFC match, style it up, Let's right? And go. I don't think that match needs a title attached to it. You can, no, you no, can that, say that, that, exhibition match. Yeah, you can say exhibition match. Shayna versus Ronda. That will sell tickets. I think that will get people in the seats. And I think if you have Shayna win that, that really elevates her. And maybe then you, that's when you put the title back on her and you let her if, have the dominant run. If, with if it. you do, if you do MMA style match at Mania between ba- Baszler and Ronda, do you do a modified cage around the ring? Like a modified yeah, cage. Yeah, the, the, the fight pit from Yeah, NXT. the fight pit. Do the fight pit. Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. And then I think you know what? I've... Double it up fight pit match, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. Ooh. I mean, that might turn into a shoot match. That might turn into a shoot fight. That, that might be a shoot fight. I Yeah. You, I shoot this I shoot earlier in the podcast on Noah that that would be a major shoot fight and buckets of blood will be lost. Oh somewhere. yeah. For sure. All right, up next, we had a tag team match as Edge and Rey Mysterio defeated the Judgment Day, that being Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Really, the outcome, I think, of this match really doesn't matter. Uh, It's what happened after the bell. uh, And that was Dominic Mysterio finally turning on Edge and Rey Mysterio, hitting Edge with a low blow. That face that Edge pulled to, the way he looked up at Dominic after he hit it, was just priceless. And then finally hitting it. A wicked clothesline on his father. He did not hold back on that thing. He got that. He he got that clothesline from his uncle. He did. He he or, did get that clothesline from his uncle. Um. So yeah, I it was obviously you know match was fine. I think it was three stars. But obviously the bigger thing is Dominic turning on Ray. Long time coming, and Dominic joins the Judgment Day. Hopefully this can elevate not only the Judgment Day but elevate Dominic in the process. Rhea coming out, uh, <laughs> Rhea coming out this this evening on Raw and the, the promo she cut. Ooh, it was it was uh, interesting because she says like I took Dominic and I finally made him a man, and it's like mm, no innuendo, no innuendo there. <laughs> just, just for that, Champa clap. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so I give the match three. Our buddy Matthews. Yeah. Uh, Patchy, your thoughts on the match and then the whole Dominic turn. I I really enjoyed Edge coming out to a luchador mask, and then you just have 60,000 fans singing on this day. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, it finally we get a payoff for Dominic, and it's already paying off. The, fan, the fans already wanted to see Edge kick the shit out of Don. Yeah, he got booed immediately. And you know what? That's called heat, and we need heat for Dom. And you know, I I want Don if they're making Dom and Rhea like a manager managerial type thing where Rhea is the manager to Dom, it has to I've you, you want a comedic side to it a little bit. It has to be like China and Eddie. A little bit. Like you, you can make it that way down the road, like a long term payoff where you know Dom finally starts to fall for Rhea. You mm. can. It, it, it it's it's a long story. Long term storytelling will go, but for now, this is great because it's weird. Because who is the leader of Judgment Day? Because there really is, it, none. There really is none. They're they're all the it's it's like Nexus, you're either Nexus or you're against this. Because yes, Wade Barrett was leader, but they were all a coherent, coherent, coherent union. I can't pronounce words tonight because it's late, <laughs> <laughs> but. I give a three and a half ju- just for the Dom turn. Like the, the low blow to Edge, you just see Edge look up. He's like, really, bro? 
<laughs> and then you just see that like another like JBL style clothesline hold off. Mm-hmm. And I'm just excited for this because I I want to ultimately this needs to be the payoff of WrestleMania where it's Ray versus Dom, and if Ray loses, he retires. Mm. And and you can you can make it something else. You can do like Dom has to do something where Ray gives up his mask, and Ray finally unmasks in the WWE ring. Mm, I don't. You don't need to do that. You. I'd rather do the career than the mask. Yeah, I, I would too. Although, I would too. If you're gonna end the career, he could take the mask off and leave it in the ring. Yeah, kind of like I would. Be, I would. I would uh, UFC fire takes his gloves off. I mm. would do. I would. I would. No, I'm fine with that. But ultimately, this is going to hopefully lead to Don versus Ray at WrestleMania, where Rey Mysterio finally retires. Because we be because we we we've heard Edge say he's on the last year of his career. Yep. So, so we 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 need to find a way to have have Ray go off somehow. Mm-hmm. But I give three and a half just just for the Dominic turn. Matt, Matt match is great. Besides itself, I enjoyed the match. But three and a half for just Dominic finally turning heel. Mike, I'll, I'll go three and a half for the heel turn too. Also, don't forget, Mania next year is in LA, just a couple hours from San Diego. Well, no, that wasn't even my point. The last time Mania was in LA, oh, Ray versus Ray and Eddie, twenty one. Yeah. So. What? I'll I'll pose this. What if they go back to the old storyline and Ray actually says, I found out that you actually were not my father and Eddie was my father. Uh, No, 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 no. I just just wanted to pose that question. As much enjoyment and fun as I could have with something like that. I think that would be too, too, a little too close to home. Yeah. now, if Eddie was still alive, you could then, probably yeah. pull it off. Oh but my god! Not with him. Oh, that would have been beautiful. If Eddie was still alive, then one hundred percent you could pull it. Ed. Yeah, now but right now, I, I would, I would leave that. Also, if Vicky was still in the picture with the company, you might be able. To yeah, pull it off. if you got her blessing, then maybe. Which but, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it would. But um, it, it's about time Dominic turned. At some point, though, the Judgment Day needs a marquee win. Yeah, it was weird. I thought Dom- if they were going to have Dominic turn, why not do it and have Judgment Day win? Yeah. I didn't get but that. It was a little you, weird. You have Dom cost them the match. It, it's a surprise, but like everyone thinks, okay, Dom helps Ray and Edge win the match. Okay, great. Dom's not going to do it. And then what do they do? They pull that curveball right at the end of the match. I guess, yeah, you you could argue that because it was weird that he did help him win, and then he immediately turns on the uh, the team of Edge and Rey Mysterio. Now right. next week on Raw, we get Edge versus Dom. That's been mm, that's gonna be fun. I think that's gonna be fun. All right, up next we had the grudge match that was supposed to happen at SummerSlam. It finally happens now. Seth freaking Rollins defeats Matt Riddle in a great, great match. Mike, what'd you think? First of all, it was great to see Curry Man from TNA make an appearance. I'm, I I and to take on that. Patrick Star. That was my first thought. <laughs> it was nice to see Rocket Man. But, but by the way, the crowd going along with Rollins' music too. Oh, that's so fun right now to see. Uh, I I mean, 
I, I great match, very good match. I, and I think they got this one right because I think Seth Rollins needed the win more than Matt Riddle did, especially if there's going to be a bigger plan for Seth in the coming months. So I, I'm good with this. It was a solid match. I'll go four stars. Patchy? Yeah, I, no. Once again, great to see Curry Man, you know, coming back for a one-off. <laughs> along with Rocket Man. Rocket Man, Curry Man. What do you want to call it? Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins. Great attire to come out to. But, no, I enjoyed this match, too, and I agree with Rifkin. This is a better payoff for Rollins. And you know what? It it still makes Riddle an underdog at some sort. He he still can't win the big one, so it's also trying to elevate Riddle, too, where, you know, he could maybe be the one to beat Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title, or he goes to SmackDown, he can be the one to beat Gunther for the IC title. There, There's ways this is going to help both parties in the end because we could get a payoff at WrestleMania, where it's Rollins versus Roman, even though we're most likely getting Roman versus Rock. That's the tentative main event. But, you know, this could lead to Rollins and Roman at Royal Rumble or Survivor Series. There's definitely big pictures for both superstars here. And I'm agreeing with Rifkin, four stars. I enjoyed the match. The curb stomp from the second turnbuckle, fantastic. Yeah, I'm going four as well. It's a really, really fun match. Seth Seth continues to prove that he's the Shawn Michaels of this day and age. He can go out there and have a great match with anybody. I mean, the guy's put on nothing but bangers the entire year. His match with Roman was great. His match with his matches with Cody were great. His matches with Riddle have been great. Every match this guy's in is just phenomenal. And that's why he's, I think, top three of my favorite wrestlers at the current moment. But yeah, Matt Riddle really held his own. It was a fantastic back and forth match. Curves off from the second rope was fantastic. So yeah, four stars for me. Just a great match. It was just what it needed to be. All right. So we get to the main event. And oh boy. This is where I think the show just hits a brick wall because we have Roman Reigns defeating Drew McIntyre. Defeating Drew McIntyre to retain the, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. First of all, return of the night being Drew McIntyre bringing back broken dreams for just a little bit. They did a little hype package for, before Drew's entrance, and it was showing his career, and it was two broken dreams. Fantastic. I absolutely loved I, that. The crowd serenaded that. I have one small gripe with that one. It, it's not the song. I, it, it's, a, it, it's a small attention to detail. You know how at the end of the song they have the sword swish? Yeah. They What they should have done was instead of ending it that way with the sword swish and then you get the sword swish again and his entrance plane, end it with the sword swish and then have it go into his new theme. I'll just go right, I'll just go right yeah. into no, it. No, I, I, that's the only small detail I had that I love the way they did that video package. And as soon as I heard the beginning of the guitar, I'm like, I got goosebumps right away. I'm talking about it right now. I have them. I watched mm-hmm. it again today. I got goosebumps and chills. I'm like, that's just yeah. something special. You're not going to forget for a while. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure but, Drew did not forget. I love it. how they foreshadowed it too, though. Yeah, they foreshadowed yeah. a lot on Twitter they, with hype. They did foreshadow a lot of stuff because Drew comes out. He gets the massive crowd reaction. The crowd was behind him all night. Roman comes out. He gets the massive booze. The match is on. It, it's it's a big fight field. The match it's a is fantastic great. Match. It was a fantastic match. 
Uh, towards the end, Theory comes out, looks like he's about to cash in, but Tyson Theory, who was sitting at ringside, just gets up and knocks out uh, Austin Theory. So he's no longer going to cash in. It look Drew hits one final Claymore, and it's like, yes, here we go. Drew McIntyre wins. Crowd goes nuts. Solo Sequoia debuts, pulls the referee out. The bloodline is complete, and he costs Drew McIntyre the match. Roman hits one more spear. I thought Drew was going to kick out of it. I really thought Drew was going to kick out of it, but he doesn't. He hits one more spear. Drew doesn't kick out, and Roman Reigns retains. I This, honestly, I would have said this match was a four and a half out of five stars. I'm knocking all the way down to three because oh. this, this should have been Drew's night. You had the perfect opportunity to not only end Roman's title reign, but have Drew win in his home country. The crowd was so into it. And you have this flat, wet fart of an ending. It just I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a wet fart of an it ending. It just sucked though, because why? You built Drew up since this show got announced. And to have him just lose like that, feed him to Roman yet again, it just sucked. I went from this show being absolutely amazing to like it it just sucked. It was just a terrible ending. I understand where we're going with the bloodline, but just have Drew win here and hell have him have Roman win it back at Extreme Rules or something, and that's when Solo Sequoia debuts. Just give Drew this win. This should have been a monumental moment. Drew wins, crowd goes absolutely nuts. It just sucked the life out of the pay-per-view for me. And I think it did. And the thing was, after the match, Tyson Fury gets in and he starts singing songs with Drew. And the songs were like what Tyson Fury comes out to. And the crowd just didn't care. You know why? You know what they, you know what? You know how they would have cared? You know how they would have joined in on the song? If Drew was holding the titles. I, I'm getting into a rant here, but it just, it just made so much sense to just Put the title on Drew, give him the massive win in his home country, and to just have Roman win yet again, it's just, oh. I turned the show off, and I just sat there. I was like, well, that kind of sucked. Not the whole show, but but just, oh, that kind of sucks. It should have been a happy moment, and Drew should have held the titles up while the crowd just goes nuts behind him. But instead, he just gets fed to Roman. And as much as I've loved the Roman heel turn, it's starting to get to the point where whenever Roman does lose, it's no longer no longer for me going to be a, oh my God, yes, he finally lost and drew one and whoever. It's going to be like, wow, I can't believe Roman actually lost this time. It's no longer going to be that anticipation because now every time Roman has a big match, I'm assuming he wins. I I, I don't know. I just assume he wins. So... I give this match, I'll say three and a half. It knocks a whole star for me, though. Drew just should have won. It should have been his night. I'll give it three and a half. Mike? First of all, you sound like Dolph Ziggler with the, it should have been Drew. <laughs> I know, I do. <laughs> Shut up, Ben Drew. Um, <laughs> you talk about me shooting. You're the one shooting. I agree with you 100%. Not that it knocks the whole show down, but I think we're even past the point where Roman's past Super Cena. Yeah, we we've reached that point for for me for me we reached that point long ago. I'm going to be totally honest with you. 
I don't care about the bloodline. I don't. I knew we knew how how we knew Roman Reigns was the face of the company. We knew how good of a tag team the Usos are. We don't have to hear them talk about week in, week out, how good they are. Personally, I don't give a damn. Because if you're not a true fan, then you don't know. But the real fans do know. I'm with you. It should have been Drew's moment. It should have been Drew's night. My my biggest beef with this whole thing is what you just said. You've now fed Drew to Rome. And make the list of everyone. Who's left? Who's going to be that person? You know, am I really going to expect you to feed Carrie and Cross? Or is Cross the guy who's going to do it? I, I sure as hell hope it's not Tyson Fury. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, you know, you, you, you mentioned the Super Cena thing, and I agree with that. But at the very least, if this had been the moment where he lost, it could have been like, oh, okay, I understand why you went so long with it. Because yes. give the big moment to Drew, like, okay, I, I understand this. But to do that and then not have the payoff, it's just you sit there like, well, Here's the other thing. Drew's never beaten Roman. So no. that could have also been the payoff of, okay, Drew's finally not only getting the moment of being the champion in his home country, but he's finally gotten the burden of he finally was able to knock off Roman. Yep. Well, once again, you know, we run to a conundrum where Roman can't win without the bloodline. Somehow, some way or form getting involved. So once again, you know, we 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 Drew can play crybaby here and say, you know, if it wasn't for Solo Sakai, you you were done. The three count was going down. You always rely on the bloodline. We don't everyone you faced has never relied on anyone to help them. The only saving grace could have been, you know, maybe Austin Theory found a way to cash in. He essentially cashes in his money bank triple threat. Roman hits Drew hits the claymore on Theory, he gets the cover on Theory, and then you know we have another build up to where Roman technically didn't lose the title. I honestly thought they were going to do that when Theory went to cash out. I thought, oh, okay, so this is how they're going to get out of Roman losing. Theory comes in, makes a triple threat. Drew beats Theory, and and you know Roman will have his whole problem with that. I would have been fine with that. I, I give the match four stars. Yes, we we can get into a whole gripe about you know the bloodline and all that but you know this this shows where you know they found another way to help roman win you know paul Heyman's out sammy Zayn's not there the usos you know can't travel due to personal reasons because they like the sauce a little bit too much and you know nothing wrong with that if that, that's your thing that's your thing but this is all this is also the perfect way to bring solo into the bloodline because we knew he was getting the call up, it was just how were they going to bring him in? And what's the ult- And this is like the ultimate heel move. You come in to a person that's about to win in their home country and cost them the title. Instant heat. It, I, I, I look at it from a booking standpoint on how to book people. I guess that's just how my mind thinks. Yes, you, I could downgrade this to a three stars because of the way they did it, but the match itself was fantastic. I and I can agree on how they did it. You know, Tyson Tyson Fury stops Theory from cashing in. 
and then you have Solo cost Drew the match. And it, it, it makes like for a perfect story because once again, yes, we're back in the corner again, but once again, this could lead to Drew winning the Rumble again and getting the payoff at WrestleMania that he never got. Joe, uh, Drew's not winning. The, 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 for, for me, the Rumble winner's already set in stone. Well, see, here's the thing. I don't know if it is because after the match, I looked, I was just looking at WWE and their tour and stuff like that. And to me right now, and we'll talk, this is going to bring in what happened tonight on Raw, the big return of Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman made his long way to return, and he, he beat up all the tag teams that were in the fatal four-way match to determine the number one contenders. And he said after, later on the show, he said, I will see you all Friday night, implying that he's going to confront Roman. So either one of two things is happening. Either they... Either they sacrificed the Drew win so Braun could get it, or and this is where I really thought about this because where's Cody Rhodes from, Mike? They bill him from Atlanta, I believe. WWE Day One, the first pay per view of the year, is happening January 1st, 2023, in Atlanta, Georgia. So that's where the return happens. I think that's where Cody returns and beats Roman to win the titles. And then Seth Why wins would the do- Rumble, and you get Seth Cody for Mania. There you go. You get Ooh. you get the Cody pop in Atlanta when he beats Roman, and that's how you get the Seth Cody rematch. That's my thinking, because the way it lines up, Cody's supposed to be back by November, December. That pay-per-view is happening in early January. It's like, oh, that, hmm. That seems really too perfect. You know what I mean? It Just, does. The one question I, I would have, if if he's not coming back until then, how are they going to determine he's the number one contender unless Roman makes it like an open challenge kind of thing? That's what, if, what I'm wondering. What if you do what they did Many moons ago, you have the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view and you have a fatal whatever. Uh, the you, you have the Elimination Chamber, six contestants. You have a mystery sixth opponent. Out comes Cody. And then you know, whoever wins gets a championship match somehow. Like, they could find a way to split the titles up in the next five months, too. Well, well that, that, I, that's I, the I, big I, one for me. They got to figure that one they, out. They got to split the titles because... And I wonder if Braun is coming back to do that. I wonder if you have Braun come back. He wants Roman. Roman's scared. I hope they do like a Roman scared of him because he could never beat Braun. He beat Braun once back a bunch of years ago. But ever since then, Braun's had Roman's ass. So I hope they do something like this. And then you do something where Braun will beat Roman, but it's announced that he only beat him for the Universal or the WWE Championship. I imagine it would be the Universal Championship because Cody wants to win the WWE title because that's the one that his father could have won. Here's an idea. It it might be stupid. You can tell me it's stupid. I don't care. What if you go... stupid. All right, fine. What what if you go Batista Cena on this? It's down to Rollins and Cody. Both of them somehow hit the mat simultaneously on the ground. Both he... Like they find a way to pull off what Batista and Cena did perfectly, eliminating each other at the same time. Or you time mean like and, what Brett and uh, Luger did? Yeah, like do it that way. 
have them both and then you know they have a match to say okay we're gonna have a match you know last man standing whatever whoever wins goes on and faces roman at mania and then you have a match draw again and then adam pierce whoever comes out saying no it's screw it it's a triple threat and then you have the three do a triple threat at mania or you say all right or like roman interferes and like all right screw it we're gonna split the titles roman you have to defend twice once against rollins once against rhodes i'm gonna be fine rope you know what since wrestlemania is tonight roman made events both nights both one title's on the line in the main event one night, the other night the title's on again. Or one night title's on because he loses one beforehand, and then the other night he main event main events with the rock. You could you could do that. There there are a lot of ways that they could go with this. You, uh, you, know, you know what? Think... He, you know what? That's a good theory. How about first night he loses they, they do the triple threat. It's the universal whatever title, blah blah blah. It's him versus Cody versus Seth. He loses the match. He comes out, you know, and to end the show, he's pissed off and he open challenges anybody. Well, about like 30 minutes left in the show. And then now comes The Rock in L.A. I think if The Rock's going to wrestle, you want you want to promote that. No, you no, no. You make the think about it. When Cena, Cena was a surprise, the arena went bananas. You didn't promote Cena. You didn't promote Rock. You don't listen, put- listen. You didn't have to promote Cena because that ruined the greatest Elias concert of all time. Mike's I mean, still I, salty about that. I, I mean, I, I, I wasn't talking about that moment at, you know, that WrestleMania you were at. I was talking about the one prior where he came and saved The Rock. Oh, uh, but see, that was just a moment and Rock was already advertised. I, I don't know. I, it just seems weird because you yeah. want the buy rates right away. So you kind of, I think you would want to put Rock's match or The Rock is wrestling. I, Right on the front of the posters. The ultimate thing, though, is Braun, if he's at SmackDown and he's going after Roman, he has to do the Roman, I'm not Not finished finished with with you. you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I thought that's what he was going to do tonight on Raw. If I was going to grab a microphone and be like, Roman Reigns, I'm not finished with you and I'm coming on Friday night. And, yeah, I... I Here's the thing, though. Maybe, Maybe Drew was supposed to win. Maybe because Braun's back. Maybe they changed it. Who knows? Uh, just, it's still not good. Unless they do something really big, it's not going to take this thing away from this because it just would have been perfect. Huge stadium show, 60 plus thousand people. Everyone's behind Drew. And if he if he had won, that crowd would have gone insane. Oh, you yeah. Know? They would have erupted. And, and it just, it, just to... You know what? Here's the thing, Patch. You, you mentioned the booking thing. And I think me and Mike especially, we could have accepted that had it not been going on for the last two years. Oh, I I, I agree with you with that. I, if this I, had I'm been just... like six months into Roman's reign, I could understand it. But it's been going on for so long, and this would have been the perfect time to do it. Even if, even if Roman wins it back at Extreme Rules in October, fine. Just give Drew the moment here. Just... Put the put the rain on him. You can say Roman's loss, and you can kind of do a reset on this. Well, you know what? Your your dreams are broken. I know they are. It just uh, it just you dreamed broken dreams, and you wish they came true, but they didn't. And they- shattered dreams. Shout out Goldust. Yeah, shattered dreams productions. <laughs> All right, going so, since nineteen ninety two. 
that's going to do it for the recap of WWE Clash at the Castle. That's going to be part one of this, you know, mega weekend of wrestling recap. Join us. We're going to do another episode on Friday recapping whole oh boy everything that's been going on in AEW right now from the all out pay-per-view that was yesterday to all of the backstage drama. Hopefully we get some answers about it on Wednesday, which is Dynamite, and then Friday, which is Rampage, because, oh boy, we need some answers on this. Hey, you know what? AW want to do their own TLC pay-per-view backstage. And it started with chairs. If if these aren't, if this isn't a work, yeah, they're doing their own TLC pay-per-view backstage. But until that moment, thank you guys so much for listening. Check out this podcast wherever you get your podcast, that being Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever. Check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com for some great articles, great blogs, all of our other podcasts, and meet the crew. And for Lawrence Patchman Lang and Mike, the pun master Rifkin, I'm Noah Trombley. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Namaste. Thank you to your mama. Your mama loves you. Also, taking that to your papa. Your papa loves you, too.